Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. When people donate now, uh, they don't ask or screen if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. I do know that for a fact. Um, so it's really, in all honesty, it's like Russian roulette. Uh, so he has, we have no idea what he's getting. Um, he's being slowly transfused now. So Sam, you know, Sam is having a very hard time because she's broken because uh, of them, you know, hinting at if she doesn't do it, it's just for his best interests or basically child and family is gonna step in. This is a mother that's always had her best, her son's best interests, always. Hello everyone and welcome to The Last Days. I'm Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. I'm in another airport again. I've been sort of ending up reporting from airports, but today I have a very, very important story. It affects all of us. It affects what's going on in our world and especially in Canada. When we are under medical tyranny, we no longer get to make decisions for our bodies and for our children now. I have a shocking and horrible story. Each and every one of you as a mother, as a father, you will absolutely feel the pain of what is going on right at this very, very moment. I'm going to invite all three of my guests. I have Cindy and Bonnie and Sam, and you'll be able to see their last names as we go on. And we have a, an unfolding story from what I understand in a hospital where a, a young precious son, and that is the, the son of Sammy who is in uh, the bottom right corner of your screen. And um, he is getting a blood transfusion and has not been allowed to have confirmed um, blood given to him that is not tainted by vaccination. Even though the mother's uh, blood, to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the mother's blood matches perfectly. And of course, she's unvaccinated and would want to help her own son. This has not been allowed. Uh, we're going to get to the mom in just a moment. I'm going to ask Cindy to lay out some facts on this case. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much, Laura Lynn, for uh, spreading awareness on this story. Um, this story uh, is very close to home. Um, if this doesn't affect anybody to the core, I don't know what will. Um, uh, Sammy, the mother, is um, a freedom fighter. She does a lot of the organizations in Halifax. And uh, so I've worked with uh, Sam for a long time. Um, Sam is uh, an amazing mom. She reached out to me yesterday and uh, uh, late afternoon and stated that she was in a medical emergency. She took her uh, little boy who is uh, 11 years old into the IWK uh, for one issue. Um, he does have a lot of special needs. He is uh, the only child in Canada with his condition. Um, she has been an advocator for her boy from day one. Uh, always has his best interests at heart. And I can honestly say that um, if it wasn't for Sam's knowledge and continuing learning uh, about her boy's condition, um, he wouldn't have seen 11. So with that, um, she asked for some blood work done on her boy. And uh, so they did that. And he came back with a very low, dangerous hemoglobin level. Um, and Sam and everybody's in agreement that he needs to be transfused. Um, you know, there's no denying that with a hemoglobin that's bottomed out in the low 20s. Um, but they are refusing. I put a cry out yesterday uh, as a live um, to help 
this mom and this boy uh, because they don't screen blood now uh, from vaccinated to unvaccinated. Um, this little guy has never had a vaccine, um, you know, and that's the mother's right. Um, and but they don't screen the blood. She is the perfect match and they are refusing her. There's somebody else in the room who is also a match uh, for, for little Luke. And I have at least, at least 200 people who are um, a blood match to him lined up, everyone unjabbed, and the hospital is refusing this, stating that it would take too long of a process. It doesn't. Um, that is just, uh, a medical corruption that is happening right now that is just um, a push from this system um, and it is so wrong it is so wrong and they have um, threatened um, not outright but they have stated that if Sammy does not vaccinate or uh, transfuse this child um, with this blood that they're recommending, then they could have further action. We all know that means child and family services. So they put this woman, this mother into a corner. Um, and right now um, they, they wanted her to sign um, the consent form for it, but they would not sign a waiver that they would take responsibility for when um, and if something happens to this child, they wouldn't sign it. I was actually talking to Sam yesterday on the phone um, on FaceTime and the doctor was present. He didn't know I was listening and the nervousness and the uncertainty in the doctor when Sam voiced her concerns, but they're still not listening to the mom for the best interest of her child. So that's why um, I've reached out uh, and with multiple connections, uh, um, and people helping, so many people helping because this is touching a core. So with Action for Canada, um, you know, Tanya Gaw and uh, people are getting hold of Rocco Gulati, um, you know, like, you know, we've gotten a hold of you. So people are passionate about this story and want to help. This little boy needs help. He needs advocacy. Yes, absolutely. Um, I can see that this is very hard on you, uh, Sam, and I just, um, I can't imagine what you're going through. And I just ask everybody to begin praying about this situation. Bonnie, what would you like to add? add? You, uh, you are very involved uh, with Action for Canada. And um, is it someone specific's computer that is uh, always going off? Because we can maybe I mute think, that I well. Think I think it's, yeah, I think it's mine. Okay, Cindy. So, Erin, uh, if you'll just mute, mute, mute her for a minute. And Bonnie, you are working with Action for Canada. This is an incredible organization. Tanya Gaw, a very dear friend of mine, absolutely incredible woman, works tirelessly to help people such as uh, in Sam's position right now to give um, some legal footing for getting accountability for their actions. Bonnie, would you tell me what's going on right now with that? You know what? Bonnie's frozen. So Bonnie needs to uh, come back in. Um, Cindy, you know a little bit about what is happening with Action for Canada as well. This is very important because what uh, Sam is able to do right now is through Action for Canada's uh, work, they are able to uh, give um, a liability notice to the hospital. And so I think that that is uh, what is going on. Let me know when we've got Bonnie back. Um, Sam, let's go to you, Sam. 
um, this is a very, very difficult thing, and I'm so sorry for for what you are having to go through right now. Um, what is the current condition, and what is happening as we speak? What is going on? Well, he, um, <clears throat> he his stats have, uh, when we first were admitted, um, I had no knowledge of his hemoglobin being low, but with, given his condition, it wouldn't be uncommon to have a child to have low hemoglobin and low the condition that he has does operate in the Krebs cycle and some attack. And um, when he last night, he had a swollen elbow and I thought maybe a bug bit him or something like that. And I did we lose the feed? Okay, let me just see what's happening here. Erin, uh, could you advise me if we lost Sam's feed? Sorry, everyone. Cindy, did we lose the other two feeds? It yeah, appears. we did. Okay. All they have to do, if you're able to text them, all we have to do is they just need to sign back on, and uh, sometimes yeah. that happens. Also, yeah. uh, let me tell you, everybody, what we deal with. We deal with interference because these situations are so grave, and nobody wants anybody to know what's going on. And so all of a sudden, my phone is completely like I can barely hear what's happening on the phone because there's so much static and I've recalled back. I don't know why that is, but at least we're not. So uh, at least we're not cut off. So everyone who's tuning in, what we have, we have a mother who is being forced to watch her son not um, get uh, a safe blood transfusion from a family member with known safe blood being forced to take other blood. Um, can you tell me, Cindy, is there any way to confirm the blood that is being given to him, whether it is vaccinated blood or not? There, There is literally no way um, because on uh, when people donate now, uh, they don't ask or screen if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. I do know that for a fact. Um, so it's really, in all honesty, it's like Russian roulette. Uh, so he has, we have no idea what he's getting. Um, he's being slowly transfused now. So Sam, you know, Sam is having a very hard time because she's broken. Because uh, of them, you know, hitting at if she doesn't do it, it's his, for his best interests or basically child and family is going to step in. This is a mother that's always had her best, her son's best interests. Always. After, you know, she's got above know, and Yes. After we yeah. know that the Bears report are reporting close to 30,000 deaths in North America, um, Canada does not even have adequate, uh, you know, reporting systems for the harms that are happening to Canadian citizens. After we know that over 145 children have died after receiving the vaccine, after we know that statistically the data and the science is proving that kids are getting myocarditis, this would be an important factor to consider when giving a vulnerable child a blood transfusion that we have every ability to confirm that we are not adding to the problem. That seems fair. And, and when we have the blood that can and be given from the mother, why not? Absolutely. Um, and the thing is, um, 
they it's just to the point right now that um, they're going to do what they want to do. Um, and Sam is very knowledgeable and she actually went over all of that with the doctor and the nurses. I do have recordings of that as she recorded it. Um, yes. And they are not listening. They are not listening. There's Sam back. They are not yeah. listening. Sam, thank you for coming back. Sam, yes, uh, continue. Yeah, they, they said that I, I didn't have a choice in the matter, that um, it would take too long, even if they did get the special permission, um, it, it probably wouldn't be granted. So I had no choice but to take somebody's blood. I had no choice because if they called in CPS or um, if they called in authorities and I would be charged with neglect and, and that's not what I'm what I'm doing. You know, the hospital is, is a great place for people that are sick, but I would have done anything for my child to keep him alive. I just wanted to make sure he didn't get tainted blood. That's all. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and are they holding you in a room like are you not allowed? Like they're they're no. literally threatening you that hey if you don't comply we're gonna have to bring in children's services. Yeah, I'm not I'm not allowed to leave the room because I'm not tested for COVID, and they said if Luke gets tested for COVID then I can leave the room and and have his dad come in. His dad's not allowed in. His sister's not allowed in. Um, I have Dina Churchill for support, but she if she leaves she can't come back. Like it's 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 beyond beyond crazy my gosh um and i was never show, going to deny care and i want to make right. sure that that's put out there i would never do that in a medical situation right right you are not denying care you are saying mm -hmm. uh when, when you were not here i i said uh to cindy that we know that over 145 children have died after receiving the COVID vaccine. Why then, why in God's green earth would we uh, add to this issue? Uh, you have a, a son who has already faced so many issues and we do have a picture of him with your permission. We'd like to put that yeah. up. This is a picture of Luke and um, we just love this little guy and we're standing with him and he's, uh, he's very precious. And um, tell me a bit about this picture, Sammy. Um, Luke he suffers from a rare uh, inborn um, medical condition called fumarase deficiency, where his metabolism and um, his Krebs cycle is, is altered. It's, it's not working properly. So he, he remains tiny, you know, no matter how much uh, uh, fat I use or calories I use, he still remains pretty tiny. But I was able to, on just diet alone, get rid of his seizures. Um, he started growing. He's putting on weight very slowly, but he's still putting it on. I, I've done. I've done everything for this child. Absolutely, you have, as any mother would. And uh, I don't see how adding to the difficulty that Luke is already facing, putting a um, a, a, a therapy like a, uh, you know, these these drugs are just. Um, they're not tested fully, and they've already harmed uh, over 145 children, have died after yeah. receiving the vaccine on the VAERS reports. This ca I can't even be taken off Facebook or Twitter for putting this information out there because it's factual. It's data.
It's actual science. And so why, Sam, why do you think these doctors would want to not take every precaution to ensure that Sam is getting the best care by making sure that one of these foreign uh, biological uh, shots uh, that are mRNA, not even vaccines by true definition, and have already uh, harmed and killed over 145 children and have added numerous other harms, um, yeah. such as myocarditis and things like that to boys specifically. Why would the doctors not be taking that into consideration at such a critical hour? Um, I would say hospital policy and um, fearful of losing their jobs because they can't tell me that they haven't seen sick children come into the ER. You know, I've been studying the vaccine ingredients. I've been studying um, COVID, I, terrain theory, germ theory, you name it, I, I have studied it. I, I know what's in the vaccine. I, I know all the ingredients. I have Pfizer documents. I have pages and pages and pages and pages of side effects and you know this is not something that i said okay well i'll never give that to my child this is something that would kill any any child that would take it and if you're lucky you maybe get the placebo you know maybe exactly and we know that the placebos are out there and that's why you can say oh so many children have had this shot and they're not harmed yeah because they got saline solution as probably did a majority of politicians and leaders across the world, as the, the real thing is being doled out to the others. And also, uh, we know that there are batches. How bad is my batch? We know that Robert um, Malone, who invented the mRNA, had a very bad reaction himself from taking the yeah. second shot and almost died and has become an advocate that these shots must be stopped. Why on earth are doctors who should be knowledgeable doing this to children? They are putting your son in jeopardy. You know it. Well, how can a doctor not know it? I believe this is crimes against humanity and they should be held accountable uh, to the nth degree. And I understand that you are going to take an action for Canada. Um, they have uh, these resources wherein they hold accountable the hospitals and those that are giving this kind of treatment. Can you tell me a bit about that, Sam? Um, there's liabilities that I can that I can serve to the hospital um, that makes them liable, liable if anything happens to my child. And like I say, I'm not denying care. I'm not, that's nope. not what I'm doing. So um, the IWK has all the information on the Pfizer documents. They have all the information on the Pfizer side effects. They, they have all this information because it was sent to them and they know. Um, okay. But I just wanted to make sure that my son didn't get a vaccine, didn't get vac or didn't get blood that was tainted. And they can't tell me. Absolutely. They can't. They said, well, he's only getting red blood cells, but how could they tell me that in them red blood cell that there would be no biological chemicals in there? You know, they can't. They can't Absolutely. tell me there's no proteins. They can't tell me there's no graphene. And, and they why said, not go well, safe route. Yeah. With your blood, why not go? Why why not protect this child to the max? Why how how can they play with a child's life? Do we have Bonnie back? Uh, by any chance, Aaron, is Bonnie there as well? Uh, maybe she's not back if she's not on the screen. No. Okay. No, she's not. Okay. No. All right. Um, 
So she's having a hard time staying connected. Right, right. Um, Erin, I'd like to ask if you could send uh, Bonnie's link to Tanya Gaw. Uh, we've sent it to her before. I'll send you the um, thing and we'll see if Tanya can get on. Um, Tanya Gaw is with Action for Canada. And I have to say that this is a, a very, very uh, powerful, um, a very, uh, Tanya, if you can actually text me your uh, email right now, I will read it out to Erin because I can't get on my phone in order to get it. Isn't that ridiculous? Um, but with Bonnie having a hard time. And uh, I, I do think that you have to begin holding these people accountable that are doing these kinds of things. Uh, Sam, with all of the, the research that you've done, you are the best person to know what is best for your child. It looks like you've been caring for him for an awful long time. And so yeah. this must be very heartbreaking that they are not listening to you as the parent. No, and, and all I wanted to do was have donors come forth and because we already know that luke probably had this condition for a couple months because it just didn't pop up overnight because it wasn't affecting his organs and it wasn't affecting his stats or his oxygen or his gases or or anything all i wanted to do and make sure was if i was a match let me donate the blood you know but i i wasn't given that choice Yes, and every every parent's nightmare is being uh, lived out uh, in front of us and seeing what's happening. Um, what, Sam, can you tell me that in, in your care for Luke, uh, what, was he, uh, this was a condition that he was born with, so since birth, you had to be an advocate for him, you know, yeah. for the care. He's the only he's one in Canada that, yeah, and he's the only one in Canada that I know of. Um, that suffers from this condition and it's like probably 30 30 to 35 cases in the world worldwide um but i've right. done so much you know so much things for him to keep him alive and then now i feel like I, I was just backed into a corner and what i'm doing could make him sick and you know i've already been dealing with enough so i, I i'm just I, I don't even know what to say when you talked to the doctor, Sam, what was it like to speak to them? You expressed your concerns. What did you tell them? That I, I definitely didn't want um, donated blood. That I, I wanted, I wanted to go through. Um, I wanted it to go to the, to the Red Cross, and, and there would be donors, and then everything would be tested, and that they could watch his vitals, and they could watch everything. And if there was, if there was, if he was starting to decline, then I wouldn't have had no choice but to take the blood that was offered to me but he wasn't declining you know his his stats weren't going down his gases were good his platelets were good his organs were good so that's telling me that his body adapted like you're only supposed to have 35 of fumarase in your body luke has 6,000. incompatible with light you know wow so when you express this to the doctors did you tell them your specific concerns about having the, this vaccine that has all kinds of uh, items in it that shouldn't be there, that has had harms to children. Uh, when you express that to them, what was their response to that? They they don't they don't even answer that because you know they they just told me that I I really had no choice and this is my options and even if I had hundreds of donors, the chances of them getting approved to be able to donate to Luke would be extremely slim. So what choice did I have but to save my kid's life? 
you know. Even for yourself, even if it was you, the mother, with I understand that your blood is compatible. It would have, with it would have had it gone through the same testing, supposedly, and that's no, and and that's no guarantee that the blood would have been approved for to go in my son. And they said it could take weeks before his um, his hemoglobin goes up, right? So I don't know how many blood products he's going to need before we get back to baseline. So what is the rules on blood right now? Could you tell me what you know? Uh, this is a big field. Like um, people are vaccinated now and they're giving blood, I assume. What are the rules in the blood um, industry for um, giving blood and, and getting blood? Cindy would be able to answer that. Okay. Well, you, you know about, you know, receiving blood. Uh, Sam and Luke are the prime example of that um, because uh, if you're asking for unvaccinated blood, um, they're not able to uh, pick one or the other because there is no screening anymore uh, when an individual goes in to donate blood. The question is not even asked anymore whether if you've had this uh, COVID um, uh, jab or not. Um, so it's really, you know, it's it's like I said, uh, Laura Lynn, it's, it's Russian roulette. Um, and when it comes down to little Luke um, needing uh, several transfusions, that are that would be several donors. And then uh, so the chances go up and up, you know, each time. It's a very, very difficult thing. What were you saying, Sam, about um, the, the Luke's father? Um, that sounds funny. Luke's father. I'm your father. Oh. Uh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, without Luke's me. Father, he's, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's his without position and, and how's he doing? Well, he's not allowed in. So I'm me and Luke are treated as COVID positive because we don't have the COVID test. So we're not allowed to leave the room. So I'm not allowed to have, I'm allowed to have one support person, but that support person, if they leave, then I, they, they can't come back. Like, Well, how long, how long will Luke be in the hospital foreseeably at this time? We don't know. So in order to test for COVID, what they're saying is they want to do the PCR test? Correct. And yeah. what kind, what kind is it? Is it the kind way up to the it's back of the... It's the one that goes yeah oh. up to the nose. They said inside the nose, but I question that. So yes, what's yes. happening here on the coast is um, when you're actually admitted to the hospital or you need hospital treatment of any kind, um, just yes. the spit uh, test, the antigen test, is not acceptable. They want to do the full nasal pharyngeal test. Yes, so and yes. that has, like as Tanya knows, and you know. Uh, and you know, yes. uh, they have the yes. dangers in them as well. They're soaked in ethylene oxide. I'm getting explosions of people uh, with tumors in their nose now, you know, so because it's cancer causing. Okay. Right? So. Yes. We thankfully have um, Tanya who has joined us last minute here. I'm so happy to see you, Tanya. God bless you for your work. So Tanya Gaw is with Action for Canada. She's the founder. And uh, um, Tanya, tell me about what Action for Canada is, is attempting and helping in this situation with Sam and Luke. Right. Well, thank you, Laura Lynn. I've been on the phone. Nice to meet you, Sam. <laughs> I, I see you there. And, uh, you know, it's a very stressful situation. I'm hearing stories like this across Canada. And uh, the, the greatest um, concern is, is that parents don't know their rights. 
they don't know how to respond to this and and so they're succumbing to the threats uh, you know and calling family services um, in not permitting them to see their child and provide whatever care the hospital deems necessary and according to the rule of law in Canada and Supreme Court rulings the parent has the right to say uh, you know, the medical treatment that their child should receive. And so this morning I've spent a couple hours on the phone with Sam trying to provide her with resources that Action for Canada has available for all Canadians on our website uh, to utilize in order for them to help protect the rights and uh, their children. And it was interesting as I was just before I got the call from Ken to say, you know, that maybe I could come on, is that one of my teams has uh, sent a, a ruling that just took place in Ontario, wherein it says they can't force kids uh, to vax. It said a 12-year-old schoolgirl who objected to being vaccinated cannot be forced to take a COVID shot. A Peterborough, Ontario judge has ruled. The decision came in a family court dispute. So, you know, more and more, it seems that even judges are uh, supporting you know, supporting the parental rights, supporting children. If they say children 12 to 17 years old um, are able to say that they want this uh, deadly injection without properly being informed, then they can definitely should be able to make a decision not to take it. And that's a challenge that, you know, Laurelyn, you've had a couple of fathers on the show, a couple of uh, individuals who have been in situations where the ex-spouse was demanding that the child be vaccinated, even though the child themselves was saying that they weren't going to be. So in, in this situation, when it comes down to blood transfusion, um, we had a lady who had had a heart attack uh, a couple of months ago, and she was in the small town of Merritt, you know, Merritt, BC. And, yes. and the hospital would not provide her treatment because she would not be vaccinated. And so the family ended up transporting her to Calgary, she also needed a transfusion, and within a very short period of time, Kim McBride, our chapter leader there, had a lineup of people who were ready and able and willing to provide unvaccinated blood, who were the same blood type. And um, unfortunately, in that situation, the lady died uh, because of the lack of care that was provided in merit and the seriousness of her situation. Uh, but in this situation, you have a mother with exactly the same blood type, and they're refusing to provide that to the child. And then uh, just having been on the phone with Sam, the way the nurses are treating her, uh, the unkindliness of it, it's inhumane what's going on right now. It's just a nightmare and every every parent listening is feeling that if this were mm -hmm. your child, especially if you're learned and you're not ignorant of what is in the vaccines, the potential harm, 145 children have died post-vaccine um, and the, the COVID-19 vaccine to be specific, and also close to 30,000 people in North America, close to 30,000 people in Europe. We have all kinds of harms, myocarditis in young men being specific, and this would literally be Luke's age. And so when you have a child that is you know, this vulnerable, why would you risk any other vulnerability or harm? Why would you take the risk as a doctor? Uh, you know, you've got to wonder what is going on here and how ignorant are they that they would just not be, or do they not know what's going on? Are they not studying? Have they not seen Dr. Peter McCullough's uh, information on this? All kinds of people are reporting. The science is very, very clear on the over three, uh, three million uh, harms that have been reported now to the VAERS report. And so, uh, Tanya, do you think that there's a way that um, 
that you know perhaps Rocco and and people like this can uh, have a look at what's going on not just for Sam but this is only the beginning right uh, we have people that are being denied access to life-saving operations such as the lady we've had on our show it's been quite broadcast even in mainstream she has a lung transplant she's done everything she needs to do but if she does not take that uh, vaccine then she doesn't get the lung transplant the vaccine has been shown to be very harmful potentially to those that are vulnerable Oh, I think even even more so. I, I think that uh, you know you've already got a weakened immune system or some sort of illness, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, from the testimonies that I'm hearing, you need a strong immune system if you take it to fight it, and uh, y y you know how it's attacking the whole system, and depending on where your body body is vulnerable will vary to individuals, whether, you know, like with children, if they're going to have a heart attack, myocarditis, or if it's going to be blood clotting. I mean, it depends on the person's individual body and what's going on with that very fine tuned system as to how these uh, injections will uh, affect them. And so my goal right now, you brought up Rocco, and I know I've had uh, conversations with Rocco a few times, and it would be in a panicky situation about somebody having taken the injection, and now they've been harmed. And he said, it's really tough right now in that situation. We're going to get to that point, but to have any justice for them immediately because they, they did go in and make a decision, but they didn't make an informed decision because they haven't been informed of the harms. And we have one of our other chapter leaders on be making the videos available um, hopefully in the near future where they went into actual schools where the clinics were set up. And uh, he said that he had children in the school and, you know, what was the information they could provide. And he went through the whole scenario with them. There was no informed consent. There was no list of harms that they were going to, uh, that would be as a side effect to the children. And uh, they just really made it as if it was so uh, no big deal. But then at the end of it, he served them one of our notices of liability. And boy, I'll tell you, what about a change of attitude? They were very upset in that moment. And this is what I want to convey to people, is that what is going on in this country, country right now is all of this fear mongering and the government and everybody involved in this is counting on that in order to force people into compliance and to taking this injection. If I don't, you know, I won't be able to work, which, which is a serious uh, situation, but it's unlawful. And if people can understand fully and know how to respond to this, those are the ones that are winning. We've had ma many, many success stories with people, individuals using the notices of liability to maintain their jobs, to get the masks off their people, uh, their children, to access the elderly in elderly care homes. Now, it's not always success because it, de it depends on the individual you're dealing with. Are they power tripping and are they so filled with fear themselves, they actually think they're doing a good service by um, and upholding these uh, tyrannical orders. And in this situation, Sam was basically threatened, first of all, in, in the um, ER, where they're saying that, you know, that um, she could be considered an unfit mother if she does not allow this medical treatment. She needed to be able to flip it and say, oh, contraire, you are about to commit malpractice and I'm not going to permit that. Now, if she had also been aware of our um, notices that we have, she could have served those doctors right there and said, my child will receive treatment. You will figure out a way to get a blood transfusion done by blood that has not been tainted with this experimental injection. I'm not going to put a fragile child in 
further uh, risk um, other than you know where they are right now. And that's definitely what the injection would do. And they put this child at great risk. They are assaulting this child right now, every drop of blood that is put into him. And it needs to be stopped. And completely against the mother's wishes, uh, parental rights in this country on every level have just plummeted. And when you destroy the family, you destroy the nation. And uh, th this is so wrong. Uh, so we stand with Sam. Um, her feed is down again. So uh, I just ask everyone if you would say a prayer for her and also mm -hmm. a prayer for the advocacy that is going on. Uh, Tanya, I pray that you will be given strategies to help this family. and. Uh, as well, Cindy, thank you for being involved so heavily with this family. I need to go and catch a plane, and so I, um, I, they're probably literally boarding right now, and I'm so glad that we got to get this in. We need to know every, our, our rights, our bodily autonomy needs to be protected, and all of these doctors who do not get the harms that are happening from the vaccine. Tanya, my final question to you, do you have any idea why a doctor, if he is learned and knowledgeable about the harms that are happening, would jeopardize this child in this way? Do you have any explanation for that? Well, I've said, Laura Lynn, from the onset, I know you got to get on a flight, but this is very diabolical. And I believe that the World Economic Forum and the UN are very, uh, have implemented themselves into all levels of our medical system, of the government, and we need to find We're these individuals safe. and we need to help hold them to account. I, I just don't know how they sleep at night or if they even have a conscience. If people join Action for Canada, join the parent team. We're always educating people on this and how to protect themselves, their families, their jobs and their children. And Laurelyn, thank you so yes. much for the work that you are doing to so rapidly bring cases like this to people's attention. It, it is so critical and I just know how I would feel if I was Sam. And uh, it's not pretty. It's this is so unsafe. Our country does not feel like a safe place to be. Cindy and Tanya, I just thank you so much for joining me. And our prayers are with Sam. And uh, thank you to Bonnie for trying whatever went wrong there. We love you, Bonnie. And I know that she's a strong participant with your organization, Tanya. And so we bless her for the advocacy she is also doing for Sam. God bless you, ladies. Take care. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. God bless. Thank you. Thanks everyone. My website is laurelin.tv. Uh, if you would like to support this kind of programming, I welcome it. I thank you very much for standing in the gap with us. It is absolutely appalling and shocking what's happening. I've been saying many, many times, we are not safe. Uh, our, our medical system, even Dr. Zev Zelenko, before he passed away, he said that uh, we've got a tremendous problem. Um, I leave you with a scripture that brings me great comfort that God is close to the brokenhearted and he hears those who are in distress. I know that God sees everything that we're going through and I know he is on the throne and he is able to help us when we need him. The scripture says um, that he is a ready help in time of need and we sure do need him right now. Our country is going to a place that we never thought we'd see. People are afraid. They're trying to escape literally right now. Um, I am talking to people in the United States of America about the medical tyranny and the unsafety that we're feeling. They are appalled when they hear what is going on. Stories like this are very disturbing. Those doctors, those nurses, what the?
heck is going on? And I say this in the absolute most kindest way. May God deal with you ever so severely if you are found practicing and, um, and aligning yourselves with evil. Because that boy, Luke, deserves the very, very best care that there should be. And I cannot understand, as a layperson with absolutely no medical training, but a whole lot of uh, research into the harms that have happened from these vaccines, I have to ask you, in, in all seriousness, I have to ask you, what are you thinking, doctors? What are you thinking? God help you, should anything happen to this child and it be deemed through his blood that he received um, that he received tainted blood by vaccination and if in any way it caused any harm to him, God help you. God bless everyone. I'll go catch my plane and we'll see you very soon. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.